You are now listening to the Think 180 podcast from Inc. 180 Ministries in Chicago, Illinois. Hello and welcome. Please stand by. God is king, we the soldiers. Ultra beam out the solar. When I get to heaven's gates, I ain't got to peek over. Keeping perfect composure. When I scream at the chauffeur, I ain't mean, I'm just focused. I ain't mean, I'm just focused. Put a lean out slower. Got us clean out of soda. Before the flood, people judge. They did the same thing to Noah. Everybody wanted Yandy. The Jesus Christ did the laundry. They say that we start on Monday, but the strong start on Sunday. Won't be in bondage to any man. John 833. We the descendants of Abraham. Yeah, you should be made free. John 836. To whom the son set free is free indeed. He say the wretch like me. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. is going on everybody it's chris baker from inc 180 oswego illinois joined always as always by my friend kyle craning hey man long time how's it going way too long uh it's going great it's going great a lot of good things to talk about welcome to the think 180 podcast we're glad that you joined us wherever you are today we hope you're blessed and you're good we got a lot to talk about (laughs) a lot to talk about we're gonna get right into it let's do it because that was kanye that was Kanye's new album, Jesus is King, and a lot of people had a lot to say about it, and I'm sick of it, so I'm going to tell you how I feel about it, Kyle's going to talk about it, so let's get right into this. Do it. There are two, well, okay, all right, let me let me start by saying, listen to this one first, and then maybe have your kids listen to it, because I'm a little fired up, and I might say some things that are a little sideways, <laughs> just a fair warning, okay? Not trying to, but just fair warning. So Kanye has been um, in interviews talking about how he's a Christian now. And uh, the first thing that happened is Christians jumped all over him for it and said, it's not real. It's fake. It's a publicity stunt. It's this, it's that, it's whatever. Then he drops this album that... um, I just started listening to it this last week when I was in Laredo. I'm going to talk about that in a few minutes, but I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. I really like it. So <clears throat> I grew up on hip hop. I love old Kanye stuff. Like Jesus Walks is one of my favorite songs. I use it all the time. Mm-hmm. I listen to it at the gym. I, li- I put it on videos that I do. All this. I love that song and the message of that song. So now dude pronounces his love for Jesus Christ and talks about his transformation through Jesus Christ. He goes around the country and does these pop-up church services praising Jesus Christ. And what happens? Christians beat the crap out of him for it. Mm -hmm. It is uncalled for. It's uncool. And I'm sick of it. I'm sick of um, 
people who think that they're perfect Christians criticizing, judging, throwing garbage at people because they don't believe that they are really Christians or they don't believe that they're worthy of Jesus. Right. With that said, I I get so fired up about it because I experience a similar thing on a much, much, much smaller scale than Kanye West. (laughs) Uh, But I get people throwing me mountains of hate mail every time I go and speak on Moody Radio or I speak at certain churches that are way more conservative than my church. Um, I'm sick of it. And I see it on all these other people, too. Not mm-hmm. just Kanye West, not just me. It happens all the time, and I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. So this guy comes out, says he is being transformed by Jesus Christ. He's only going to do Christian-based music. Um, and he's going to continue to do these these church services that he does. And I, mm-hmm. say, you know, I say about it is, like, good for you, dude. Right. Because... <laughs> The reach that this man has to just talk about, just to even just say the name Jesus, right? people will listen. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't mean they're all going to go to church. It doesn't mean they're all going to get saved. It doesn't mean they're all going to have a transformation in their lives because they have to want it. Right. But the fact that he's out there shouting it is a beautiful thing. And people that are criticizing him for it need to shut the hell up because it's it's ridiculous. Right. Like, I have friends that are like, oh, this is, you know, they're Christians. Okay. So they, they, they call themselves Christians. One, I'm not going to say his name. One person in particular. Oh, this is BS. He's not really a Christian. He's, he's just trying to make money off Christian people because Christian people will buy anything that's labeled Christian. Like, dude, um, I won't even say what he did. Cause let's just say he's committed some, some crimes um, against his wife. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll say that. But this guy says, oh, I'm a, I'm a Christian. Well, okay. Jesus needs to do some work in you, dude, because, and you need to let him do some work in you because you're doing some really bad stuff right now. You're right. going down a really bad path. And I don't like it. Um, but but like, I'm like, you're going to criticize Kanye West, dude. Right. You're doing all this other stuff in your life. Right. It's tough. Like Christians through recent history and probably long before our time, you know, I've always been very critical of people who um, live a different lifestyle than theirs, who they deem inappropriate or, you know, just not good fit for, for, for society or, you know, if they're poor or if they're, they have tattoos all over their arms, Chris, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's just like, who are who are we as Christians to judge people, especially those who are turning their lives around, who are publicly coming out and saying, I'm turning my life around. Yeah. That is the opposite of what Christians should be doing as a people. Yeah. The complete opposite and so wrong in so many ways. Yeah, it's stupid. I mean, dude, look at it. Okay, look at the Bible, all right? Twelve disciples. Were they elders in a church? No, they weren't. They were criminals. Paul, one of the one of my favorite disciples was Paul. 
mm-hmm. who murdered Christians before <laughs> he became a Christian. Like right. that's what he did. He right. went out and murdered Christians by the thousands. You know, like oh, but you you love Paul, but Kanye West can't change. Like right. seriously, right? Like stuff I did as a kid or things I covered up as a kid that friends did. People wouldn't talk to me. I said I did a video mm-hmm. on this subject on the Ink One Eighty Facebook page, and th- here's the sad truth: I post stories all the time about the work that we do, sex trafficking cover-ups, mm-hmm. gang cover-ups, domestic whatever it is, domestic violence, self harm. This post, this video that I did talking about Kanye West, had more views, more comments, and reaction than almost any other post I've done in a year. And I was talking about Kanye West loving Jesus. Think about that. Let Think that about sink it. In. Yes. Yeah. Let that hit you. Wherever, wherever you listen to that, to this, let that hit you in the chest and let it piss you off because it needs to. Mm-hmm. What is important to us as Christians? Is it crimes against humanity that we need to work to fix or is it Kanye West's conversion to loving Jesus? Mm-hmm. Like, come on. This is this is just, it's ridiculous. And then it's getting so much attention, not only on your Facebook page, but obviously all over the various types of media. Yeah. And a lot of it is people has taken a huge dump on it. Yeah, they are all over it. Hey, but you know what? You when you have TMZ talking about Jesus, you're doing something right. Mm-hmm. And you know it is what it is. And this guy has gone through a lot. There. Now I'm not saying poor Kanye. No, but I mean he. At the end of the day, he's another human, just like the rest of us. And he was going through a very, a very tough patch and a stretch in his life where, mm-hmm. you know, he had to come to grips with mental illness. Yep. A serious mental illness, which he was hospitalized for, which he didn't need to share with anybody. Nope. Um, and then he, you know, he got through it, and that's this is what got him through it. Yeah. And this is what continues to get him through it. Yep. And has completely changed his outlook on life. Yeah. And everything around him. Yeah, and I totally agree with him because I do this. I've dealt with the same thing. Like, I don't have like I think he was diagnosed bipolar. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yep. I don't. I don't deal with that. Thank God, but like I deal with depression, anxiety, and PTSD, and the only thing that got me through it was my counselor, who is a Christian, who prays with me all the time in mm-hmm. Jesus, and you know, like the transformation that Jesus has done in my life has is what has fixed all of that. So I love it. Okay, so wait, let me get this straight. So you're bipolar. You're going to go into a hospital situation as one of the biggest named celebrities in the world, married to arguably the biggest named celebrity in the world, Kim Kardashian. Oh, yeah. You're going to go into the hospital for bipolar disorder, and you're going to come out and you're going to tell the world about it, where a lot of people would rather cover that up and not have it be known. Understandably so. But you're going to come out and tell the world, this is what I'm dealing with, and I'm dealing with it. And then you're going to tell the world the way you got through it was Jesus. And then people who listen to your music are going to hear that message and be like, man, if Kanye can 
talk about this. I can talk about it. So he's talking about mental health and faith, and people are bashing him. Right. Shut your mouths right. right now. If you don't like the albums, okay, fine. You don't. Not everybody's going to like the album. Right. Okay? So what? He doesn't mm-hmm. care about that, believe me. And that's part of the risk he knowingly took. He knew he was going to lose fans over this. Yeah. But. He didn't care. But he's going to reach generations of people who don't necessarily go to church. Mm -hmm. And you know why they don't go to church? Because the culture tells them going to church isn't cool. Right? Right. Gosh, man, I could go. Bad things are happening at the, you know, people don't go to church and are not familiar with church. They're seeing this stuff on the news with, you know, different incidents and, you know, going on at different churches, Catholic or not. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's like, I'm not going there. Why would, why would I go there? Yeah. You know why people don't go to church? Because they're judgmental as hell. That's a good, like, why, why are a lot of Christians having a hard time with this? Why? They go to church at, you know, majority of the time, every, you know, to say on average, every Sunday, years and years on end, are they not listening to what's being talked to? Nope. Like, I don't get it. Like, why? Why the hate? Why dump on this man? Like, you know what? Don't be a Christian. You know, like, that's the most discouraging thing. Well, it is because here's the thing. Okay. You go to church every Sunday and I drive, I drive, my church is Alpine Chapel in Lake Zurich. Come see me. It's a great church. Um, I'm there every Sunday and it's an hour and a half away each way. You mm-hmm. know why I go there? Cause they get it. They get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just talking to my wife about this the other day. Any other church I've ever been in, spoken in, attended regularly, there's always this underlying crap that goes yes. on this right. little, you know, let's talk about this person, this gossip crap, right? In every church, I've ever really been to mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going on and I have no time for that crap at all. Right. I go to Alpine and it was funny. Lisa and I were talking about the other night. I've never, I've been in small groups. I've been on now a mission trip with my church. I'm at my church, three services every Sunday. Cause I have to drive an hour and a half. I might as well stay and get a little extra. <laughs> right. And I love it. And one of the things I love most is I have never heard somebody at my church talking about someone else behind their back. That's not to say it doesn't happen. Right. We're all human. We're all human. Okay. And I've, I've done it. Okay. We've all done it. (laughs) That's it. And that's a, that speaks to a bigger point. Christians are not perfect people. No, dude. Like, we're far from perfect. That's why we need Jesus, because we're far from perfect. I have a tattoo on my right arm that says, God deserves better. <laughs> because it's the first tattoo I see when I wake up, and it just reminds me that, like, hey, dude, like, get your act together. Today's a big day. You're going to interact with people, and you need to, you need to sh- like, share Jesus with people in the way that I've been gifted to be able to do it in a non-threatening way that doesn't make people want to run. <laughs> But people go to church every Sunday and they worship and they talk about how much faith they have in Jesus. Well, why don't you have faith that Jesus can transform Kanye West or me or the kid in the front row that's been cutting themselves for two years Mm -hmm. or the kid in the back row. That's a gang member. That's afraid to leave the gang because he doesn't want to get himself, his mom and his little brother killed 
or whatever the situation. Like, right. you talk in church about how big our God is and how great our God is. You're right. He is. He's amazing. He's huge. And that's why I love him because he's transforming my life and the lives of many other people that I come into contact with every day. And you know what? He is and can transform people like Kanye West, who are multi, multi billionaires. And, you know, the the topics of, of gossip on TMZ, he can transform Kanye too. Right. I mean, 100%. Like, come on, man. This- I mean, is it. Is it the rap music? Is it is it his skin color? Is it and is it his is it his political viewpoint? Which most Christians, yeah. I'm not. I don't want to get political, but for mm-hmm. most Christians, for one reason or another, align with a certain side of the aisle, and that and that's fine. Like honestly, like I used to, you know, lean more conservative most of my life, but you know what? I I keep, I'm real about it though. Like I know when there's someone who just isn't representing yeah if you want to talk about you know a a political figure representing uh you know the faith i know when that's not happening yeah let's put it that way yeah i mean so it it can't be that i mean he's he's lining up or aligning republican right now so it's like what is it what is it with him well i think man we could go we could do a whole is that is that too deep (laughs) we could do a whole show on this but i hmm man um like i think a lot of people align as christians they align with republicans because they're more conservative obviously with on the topic of abortion mm-hmm. i think that's a big a big thing like i have friends and i'm not getting political on on it really i'm not going to say what i think but i have a lot of friends who um voted for trump because he was going to outlaw abortion I'm like, and let's just okay. pause for a minute. How many times do you think this man has utilized funded abortions? Well, right. <laughs> <that's> <laughs> all, that alone is another whole story. Right. Okay. But here's the thing. Here's, here's the thing. People beat up on Trump too, because people were like, Oh, he's not, a, he's not really a Christian. He's just saying he's a Christian again. Um, whether he does need it or doesn't need it is for the listeners to decide. I think Trump needs to be transformed by Jesus, just like me, just like Kanye, just like a lot of us. Like, and he can, he can, mm-hmm. he really can. I mean, whatever it's, you know, because I mean, you can say you're Christian all day long, yeah. but you, you gotta, you gotta show it at least gotta, a little well, bit, you gotta walk, you know, it. you gotta like, walk it out. And, and Kanye's walking it out, man. Right. Like he, like we were just talking earlier, Chris and I watching, um, he, you know, we're talking about an interview he did on, uh, Apple's music's, uh, Beats One Radio with uh, Zane Lowe. He did an interview last week right before he uh, released the album. And it was like a few hours long. But, man, I I was hooked listening to this guy yeah. talk because he is very different. And then we were watching, um, he did a Late Night with James Corden. Yeah. Instead of carpool karaoke, he did airplane or airpool karaoke. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> and so it was Kanye and his... Uh, choir directors and the entire uh, Sunday service choir on this huge plane, yeah. and they're talking, interviewing, singing, everything, and and he is gen. When you look at this guy's face, when you hear him, and just hearing him talk prior to that, you knew this man has changed. Yeah, his it's demeanor, genuine. His demeanor is a hundred percent different. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about a one eighty, right? 
like he was always real like jumpy like you know like remember when tom cruise jumped on the couch with oprah <laughs> and was like being all kooky and stuff right. people thought that that was kanye for a long time mm-hmm. he was like it was all look at me you when you watch that well, go if if you're critical of kanye and you don't really think he's changing go watch that james corden video that he did and you will you'll see it in his face his you eyes even, you don't even have to listen to what he's saying you will see a transformation happening in this man mm-hmm. and i think it's awesome so if you're critical of it look at it a little deeper you know just put aside whatever you may have thought about this person beforehand and look at what god is doing cuz god does radical transformations mm-hmm. and man he it's a big transformation you know right our attitude towards people coming to god should be encouraging not discouraging right. and i i think that's what we're hoping people start to do you know i i i pray and ask that people do this for not only just kanye obviously but I mean, anyone around them and their family, their friends, their coworkers, because you know what? Like we shouldn't, we should encourage and not discourage. And that's really what it's all about at the end of the day. And right now as a group of people, you know, we're, we're, we're failing hard as Christians with this. Big time. We need to get way better. God deserves better. Get it tattooed on your arm. I'll like, I'll come in here. I'll tattoo it to remind you every day. Another rapper, though, this is, I wasn't even going to talk about this, but since I'm, we're on, the, on a roll with this, Easy e has a son, Eric mm-hmm. Wright Jr. He's a, he's a rapper, too. Looks and just, sounds just, just like, like Pops. Him. That dude loves Jesus. Mm-hmm. Easy e when he was doing music before he died from AIDS, was talking about, you know, bitches, hoes, shooting people. Mm-hmm. Eric Wright Jr. loves Jesus. Go follow him on Instagram. He posts it all the time. Right. He talks about it all the time. I forgot about that. Yeah, man. It's my dude, man. And he's from Compton. He's he's and he was a when he was a kid, he was a crip. Mm-hmm. He was doing dumb stuff just like Pops did back mm-hmm. in the day. But he found Jesus, man. He got it together and he's doing awesome stuff. He goes out and performs and he talks about Jesus all the time. That's awesome. And you know, that's the other that's the other thing. Christian music isn't new, obviously. Nope. Uh, Christian music adopting or doing their own renditions of all their current pop, rock, hip-hop songs is also not new. And that's kind of is incorporating that, a lot of that into his Sunday services that he's been uh, traveling around the country and the world with. And, you know, it's, it's, it's nothing, like I was saying, it was nothing new, but it's amazing mm-hmm. that, you know he's kind of reinvigorating. There is a, a base of Christians who feel reinvigorated listening to this man, knowing, you know what, if he can make this big of a change, what's my excuse? Yeah. yeah the truth of the matter is, by and large, not all, because we have some friends that make great Christian music, mm-hmm. but Christian music, even amongst Christians for years, has been kind of like, we giggle about it because most of the time it's really just bad. Pokey. It's, you know, it's, it's just bad. It's like, it's, it's Will, it's church lady. Yeah. Or, and that's not church lady. I forgot the name, but you know, when Will Ferrell and was yeah. it Anna Gasteyer <laughs> yes. would play the church couple who would do gospel, ver- like yeah. church versions of current songs. Yeah. It's just like, it's not my thing, you know, and it doesn't mean it's bad. It's just not my thing. Okay. I'll say that. Right. But wait a minute. 
Kanye West is going to make Christian music now. I'm all in on that. Right. I'll listen to it all day because the right. man knows how to make good music. Right. And I know what he's talking about now, and I love it. So. That's what I struggle with as a Christian. I'm sure a lot of other Christians out there listening have the same issue, even non-Christians. When you hear Christian music, it's just like eye roll. you know. And you know what I'm talking about, the general uh, just up a couple notches from you know, him music style, yeah. like just cheesy. Like I yeah. get it. Like, like I, I, I feel bad. I don't want to not hate, but dislike this music where people are talking about their love for Jesus and seeking him and this and that. But man, like, I just can't get into it. Like, right. and I don't think it's something like having to do with, you know, the devil no. coming into play with that saying, you you know, wanting us to like this other better sounding music. It's just, that's just my personality. I don't like that music. I, I like my worship music to be a little bit more edgy, like, you know, demon hunter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Heavy metal for Jesus. Then you go POD, yeah. one of my favorite bands of all time, good friends. Then you got Brian Head Welch doing Love and Death. That sounds just yeah. like corn, but it's all Christian lyrics. And you know, I got, they're not, as Christian as they used to be. I mean, they're still a Christian band at heart, but the punk band MXPX yeah, out from the West Coast, you know, they're Old still school. at it today. And you know what? Their music is always, it's positive. Yeah. You know, it's not directly you, about God, but it's positive. But you won't hear it on Moody Radio. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm trying to change that, man. I know, like, one of my, I, like, I've tat, I won't say who, because maybe I don't want them to, I don't want to out people for having <laughs> tattoos, especially at Moody. But I've t I've tattooed a bunch of people at Moody Radio, and I'm like, come on, y'all! Like, can't we just get like a one hour show late on a Saturday night with right. like some some edgier stuff? And they're like, well, it's not really our demographic. I'm like, but it you could don't be right. You don't. You can't say that it's not, not your demographic. Dude, like I've played Demon Hunter for friends of mine that aren't Christians. I've played Demon Hunter for atheists, and they're like, dude, this band is sick. Right. I'm like, yeah, listen to what they're talking about. And they're like, yeah, no, this is cool. I'm like, yes, yes, exactly. yes, dude. Or I take them to POD shows with me, and they're like, man, these guys are great. I'm like, they've been doing this for 25 right. years, man, so talking about Jesus. And like MXPX, yeah, man. Like it, KB. KB, yeah. I, I saw all kinds of people posting memes about Lecrae being upset about Kanye. I'm like, really? You, you really think Lecrae's upset about Kanye West making Christian music? Are you kidding me? Wait, wait. They're saying like it Lecrae was, like, was. He never said a word oh. negative about okay about Kanye, but they were like making fun of it. Like, oh, like now people think Christian rap is cool. Which is ridiculous because right. Lecrae's been doing great music for a long time. All right. So, anyway, <laughs> move, we'll move on from Kanye because I literally I could sit here for hours and talk about how pissed I was about that, but I'm, I'm done with it. Uh, I went to Laredo, Texas last week on my first mission trip in over a year because of health reasons. And I'll talk about that here in a few too. But um, went to Laredo, Texas with my church, Alpine Chapel. And uh, it was about 10 of us, I think, that went. And I I was kind of a late addition to the trip because I had gone and I spoke to our outreach group one Wednesday night just to talk about Inc. 180 and what we're doing and get some support for the ministry and um, share it. But uh, I heard about this mission trip to Laredo, Texas, which if you don't know, it's literally on the border mm -hmm. of Mexico, like right on the border. And 
So I asked my pastor, I said, hey, do you think if I went down there and brought my tattoo removal stuff that I could do removals there? Well, they it was funny because they called um, the church in Laredo that we were going to help. And the the pastor's wife immediately went and got on the local radio station that goes into Mexico and said, hey, we have a guy coming to do tattoo removals for free. Give us a call at this number to book an appointment. What? So I was like, well, I guess I'm going. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which I was Shoot. excited about. I was super uh. excited about. <laughs> so I went down there and uh, got to do some really great work, do some really cool stuff, meet some great people. It was a different world, though, man, because we're in the United States, but every literally everybody's speaking Spanish. Yeah. I mean, it is right there on the border looking at it now on the map. Yeah. I mean, like, dang. Because there's Laredo and there's Nuevo Laredo on the other, just on the other side. Yeah, dude, it was crazy. Dang. So we go down there. We did a bunch of great work. The first couple of days, we were like helping at their food pantry. We packed up, dude. We packed up like 600 meals for people, um, or 600 bags of food, and distributed those. Um, went through a bunch of clothes and sorted those out for donations. And then Friday and Saturday, I did tattoo removals from start to finish. And I'll tell you, we had um, people come in from Mexico. Um, they have, you know, they have visas, so they can go back and forth. And I had a woman that walked three hours to get to an appointment at 9 a.m. on Saturday morning. She had there. So there's a lot of demon gods there's a lot of people that worship death in mexico mm. um and this doesn't have anything to do with like dia de los muertos or yeah, any of yeah. that it's totally separate from mm. that that's that's a different a whole different thing <clears throat> but they they worship this one of the gods that they they worship is called la chamuca and she's like the god of death <clears throat> and this this woman had this tattoo of this demon la chamuca on her side of her calf and her, her husband, and her 15-year-old daughter walked three hours to get this tattoo removed. She walked in. She's 36 years old. She looked like she was 66 years old. Her skin was really weathered, really gray-looking, like sick. Like, she looked sick. Mm-hmm. Black, dark circles under her eyes. And um, her point was at 9 a.m. They walk in the front door exactly at 9 a.m. And they had walked three hours wow, to get man, there from Mexico. So I'm, I'm removing this tattoo. Um, they, they didn't speak any English at all. Luckily, the pastor's wife, uh, Lucy, was there, and uh, she was translating for me. She's from Guatemala originally. and um, she, There was like a look on her face as they were speaking Spanish to each other, and then she'd relay stuff. She, she looked somewhat startled. Mm-hmm. Lucy did and she's she looked at me she's like I have to get my husband here to pray for her so she called her her husband Luis and he came to the church he was out running errands because we were doing like a big fall festival that afternoon for the kids and uh, he got to the church I finished this tattoo removal and I'll say this never happens okay When I was removing, I was going over that tattoo with the tattoo machine with the needle and the lidocaine to open it up so I could put the chemical in to remove the tattoo. Right. It was flakes 
of this tattoo were coming out. I couldn't believe it. Like, I've never seen a tattoo flake out when I was going over it with a needle. It was the craziest thing ever. Um, but you know, you never know. Like, at first, I was, like, chalking it up to, well, uh, maybe it was just the ink they used in Mexico to do the tattoo. Like, who knows? You know? Right. But I was like, this is... Like, God really wants this tattoo gone, this <laughs> demon, weird. you know? And, you know, long story short, we get this tattoo removed. We put the chemical on, and it's going to come out. It's going to come out easy now. But Pastor Luis gets there, and they go into the sanctuary, this woman and her husband. He prayed with them for like two and a half hours, because she loves Jesus now. Mm-hmm. She's she's a Christian. She's been a Christian for like three years, but basically she just felt like this tattoo was holding her back, and she was, it was like... Not a possession, like she was being possessed. Right. Um, it wasn't like that. Like I told my kids all about this story, and like it's not like the you know paranormal activity <laughs> movies when there's like demons spit out of people and right. they crawl up the wall. It wasn't like that. <laughs> but they go into the sanctuary. He prays for two and a half hours. She, they come out and she's just crying her eyes out. And it reminded me immediately of like when that all happened for me too, you know, mm-hmm. in Joan Guest's office. But I looked at her and I started crying because like <clears throat> she was a different person. Her face had color in it. It wasn't gray. Mm-hmm. Those black circles under her eyes, gone. Go- 100% gone. Wow. No sign of that. She had life in her face. She had emotion. When she came in, she was kind of a blank slate right you know and she was so happy and she said through through our interpreter uh, lucy she said i haven't felt this alive in my whole life and i was like oh this is the this is the coolest damn thing ever and this is why i came on this trip and we had other people that had demonic tattoos that we removed that had similar situations and they prayed with them and it was just, it was really cool. Um, it was a great trip overall. Friday night there was interesting because I spoke at the church. And I've spoken at not every denominational or every type of church, but I've spoken at most of them, and including Catholic churches where nuns hugged me and stuff afterwards. <laughs> it was awesome. But this church... Um, in particular, was very, 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 very conservative. Okay. Um, mostly, but not entirely made up of immigrants from Mexico who are now American citizens, mm-hmm. or they're here on visas or whatever, right? One of the things that really shocked me in conversations was to hear how supportive of Trump they were. They wanted the wall built. And I, I was like, wait, really? <laughs> Um, that's, it was weird. Mm. It was like talking to the most conservative white church in the South that you can think of. That's so on weird. steroids. That is so bizarre. And I'm like, I, this is like the twilight zone. Like right. I would, I would have thought they would have been like, no, no, no. We have to have more immigration. We have to do right. this, you know, totally the opposite of what I thought. <clears throat> um, And then one of the things I could never really have seen coming was I got my butt kicked by ultra conservative people who were upset that I do tattoos in this church. What? This church where all day I had been removing demonic tattoos from people. Mm -hmm. 
Now, whenever I speak in a church, I'll almost always get asked the question about Christians and tattoos. Is it right? Is it wrong? Whatever. I had no less than 10 people come at me with questions when I did my Q&A at the end of the night about it. And the, the kind of the straw that broke the camel's back was they asked the pastor and his wife why they would bring a tattoo artist into their church to mm-hmm. speak. And I knew that they were pissed off because they stopped interpreting and they were going at it in Spanish. What? And I, I know enough Spanish where I can pick stuff up, you know, here and there. Right. <laughs> I, or as I like to refer to it, my warehouse Spanish <laughs> that I learned in warehousing. Right. And I did. I learned right. some. These people were going at it. Like the pastor and his wife were pretty hot. They were pretty, they were embarrassed. They're starting to sweat. <laughs> well, they were, I think they were embarrassed because they knew like some of these people, like I got thick skin, like I've seen stuff, I can deal with stuff, but they like hurt my feelings like legit. Like I was upset yeah. and because I really felt like I was being attacked for something that God told me to do. And I was like, this is not cool at all. Um, but they handled it. <laughs> They handled it, um, and it was all – it was funny because the next day, these people that were attacking and saying all this stuff were coming up and giving me hugs. I'm like, hey, I, I'm not mad at you. Like, right. If you – if that's what you – and I told them numerous times in my talk. I'm like, look, if you don't like tattoos, you don't believe in it, you think it's wrong, that's fine. God bless you. I don't, I'm not mm-hmm. mad. Right. But they just kept coming and would not stop. They wouldn't <sighs> let it go. And finally, I got to the point where I was like, look, I've addressed this enough, and I'm not more after, like, the sixth person. <laughs> what, <laughs> like, what denomination was this? Honestly, I don't even know. <laughs> I just know they were super conservative Christians. But wow, it was a trip. It was a trip. Wow, man. That's a test. So, yeah, right? then, then I flew home Sunday night, and... Wednesday night, I went and I got to speak to our youth group at my church, which was hilarious because we did this this event for kids in Laredo on Saturday when we were down there, mm-hmm. and they were like, they don't do Halloween down there. They don't believe in it. They think it's demonic and all this stuff, which that shows you how conservative a church it is. Right. And that's fine. Right. You know, whatever. Then I get back Wednesday night to go to my church to speak to the youth group, and they were having their Halloween party. <laughs> and they, they, you know, it was fun. It was a great night. There was like... 100, 120 kids there, and I got to tell my story, and I kind of really focused on the whole mental health aspect, which is what I felt like I should be talking about with these kids, mm-hmm. because it doesn't get talked about enough, especially in churches. Right. Um, and I had no less than 10 kids come up to me after and tell me that they're dealing with self-harm or oh, different wow. really? mental illness, and that their parents aren't supportive of it, and them getting help. What? And, these kids are like going to their parents and saying, Hey, I, I really need to go talk to somebody. Like, that's not good, man. And um, I've got these thoughts or the, you know, I'm going down this bad path. And the parents are like, You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. I went downstairs and met with my pastor afterwards. And I'm like, We need to really address <laughs> mental health more in our right. church. And he agreed. I'm just in kind of in awe to hear that, though. Yeah. It was, it was a lot to take in, especially, I mean, you're talking like, junior high and high school kids and they're like pulling up their sleeves and they got self-harm scars and oh man like not just a couple i mean like a lot Mm. 
So it was, it was heavy, but it was really good. I was happy with the talk and the conversation afterwards, like that these kids are strong enough to come to, to well, me right. and say, well, Hey, thank God that you were there that day and had that kind con- you chose to go with that topic. Yeah. Yeah. And it needs to be talked about, you know, because imagine if you didn't, like we've talked about before many times, whether on the podcast or on your Facebook videos, how they, you know, just to say hi to somebody, you know, yeah. a stranger, help open a door, get their groceries, yeah, give them a high five, give them a fist bump, whatever. You know what I mean? You never know who, how you're helping that person that day. It could be more than, it goes beyond than just, you know, a simple Hey, good morning. How are you? You know, or opening the door for them and saying thank you, or you know, you're welcome, no problem. Yeah, that could have a huge impact on someone that day. Yeah. Someone noticed them. That's it. That's all it takes. I mean, my my whole life changed because a counselor prayed for me and my wife. Like I I said it a billion times, and I'll say it a billion more. But it's it's really not that hard, y'all. It's way, and it's way more fun than criticizing Kanye West. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Right, and you know what? Like even. At my, at my, I work in a, a corporate center in Naperville. Yeah. It's three different buildings, many offices, many floors mm. in these buildings. Some say it's the best, but, I'm <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, growing up, I was always taught to, you know, be polite, hold the door open for right. people. And, and I did, and I still do to this day. And thank you, mom, for that. Right. And, um, but even more so, you know, thinking about how you, impacting that person beyond than just being kind to them you know that kindness has a deeper effect on yeah, a lot of people and it does you hope that maybe you know it if that person's struggling with something hopefully this made their day that much better yeah and it's easy right it's, it's, it's just simple a, it's just the right thing to do like if we all just did the right thing to do more often the world would be a lot better place right oh today is a heavy day november 2nd last year this day last year started one hell of a saga of health and life and almost death. And maybe if you're if you're new to the podcast, I'll just give you the synopsis. I, I went in to the hospital this day last year um, because I had a flesh eating bacterial infection in the back of my left leg. And it, it started a series of operations. Uh, the infection would keep coming back every month to the on the day every day every month i had a lot of just horrible things happen during this where i had wound vacs and dressing changes and tons of pain medication i'm talking like 10 milligram doses of dilaudid there's weeks i don't remember because they had me on such heavy pain medication um the last major, major surgery was in January of last year where they cut out about five pounds of dead tissue out of the back of my left leg. And uh, I spent most of six months in the hospital. I spent most of the holidays in the hospital last year. I was very depressed. I truly thought I was going to die many times. I went septic twice. My kidneys started to shut down. Um, I had fevers so high they would pack me in ice. Um, in addition to that, I went through a horrible time, horrible situation with my now old church, my former church, um, that 
hurt me deeply and hurt my faith deeply, but it's been repaired. I'm glad to say, uh, it was just a tough time and it all really started this day last year, November 2nd, last year. So I'm super grateful to my wife, Lisa, because she was not only just there for me for all of it. She was also my advocate, my strength, the best nurse I could ever hope for. She took care. She had to change my dressings like every day, at least once a day, sometimes more. She was the one that told me it was going to be okay when I thought it wasn't. And I'm here today because of Jesus and my wife. And uh, that's just being real with you guys. I'm happy to say that a year later, I'm still healing. Um, This wound on the back of my leg is still not 100% closed, but it is closing. It's about 95% there right now. But I'm able to work full-time, obviously, and travel like I did to Laredo. Next month, I'm going to Southern California to cover up some more trafficking tattoos. And I just kind of, it sounds silly to say celebrate it, but I want to celebrate where I'm at a year later as opposed to where I was last year. Oh, heck yeah, man. (laughs) So I just want to thank everybody that prayed for us, that uh, came by, that called, that wrote emails, um, because it was all that stuff that kind of got us through. A huge praise to God for for doing it because, quite honestly, there were times where I really did not think I was going to survive this and was ready to throw my my hands up. So thanks to everybody again. Um, And that's really it. I I did want to do one personal thing. So I still listen to a lot of music that I love from my old life and I love this there's a band like it's probably one of my favorite bands this little band this little band called Rage Against the Machine and I grew up listening to Rage Against the Machine because they taught me a lot about society they taught me a lot about politics and government and what it's like to be oppressed because I've gone through a lot of crap but I've never really been oppressed because of my certainly because of my race but I've seen a lot of that stuff that's they that they talk about and they broke up years ago Mm -hmm. and uh I was seriously bummed when they broke up I still listen to them my son's band um covers their songs every once in a while and I love it um Audio Slave didn't do it for you Audio Slave was awesome I love Chris Cornell too so like when Rage Against the Machine broke up it was because their lead singer Zach De La Rocha kind of went sideways and was doing some, I don't know, whatever, self-exploration, I yeah. guess we'll call it, right. with chemicals. Um, but anyway, um, they did. They started Audio Slave. They brought in Chris Cornell from uh, Soundgarden to head Audio Slave, and they were really good. So it was all the band guys from Rage with Chris Cornell. And then a few years ago, they started Prophets of Rage, which was all of the band from Rage Against the Machine, and it was awesome, too, because they brought in Chuck D and yeah, that was, Be Real from Cypress Hill. I, I like that. Chuck D from Public Enemy, who I also love. Both of those bands. And that was cool. We've seen them a couple of times. I was like, man, I, I wish they would get back together, especially, you know, with the political climate right. and everything going right. on in the country. It was, it's time. And so they were very, like you said, they're very politically oh, charged. Oh, man. Band. Big time. Big 
social well, social movements yeah. charge too. Yeah. yeah. It was, if y'all got a problem with Colin Kaepernick, you're really not gonna like Rage Against the Machine. So but they're good, man. They're revolutionaries and they to me they speak a lot of truth and I just I love the music. So anyway, long story short, yesterday they announced that they're reuniting in 2020 and they're going to do a bunch of shows. So I was super excited. I listened to rage for like 13 hours yesterday and we're going to close out today with a little bit of rage. So here's bulls on parade to give you a little taste. Be blessed. Bow, 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 bow,